Welcome to the pregame beer podcast, the only podcast to keep you buzzing well into the ninth inning. My name is Todd Serben. I'm joined by Curran Quinlan. Curran, what's up, bud? Uh, not, a, not a whole lot. Just chilling. It's 10 o'clock-ish here on the East Coast, as you are aware, because you're also on the East Coast. But, Crazy uh, how that works. All right. Yeah. Hot start, hot start. <laughs> yep. It's doing good. Uh, Pilot episode number three. This is the third time we're trying this, because apparently we were told podcasts are super easy to make, but uh, we must be the dumbest people on the planet because it's been anything but easy. I wouldn't put it past us to be the dumbest people on the planet, though, uh, which just means the takes are going to be that much hotter. Yeah. All right. Yep. I mean, well, there's a bright side to everything, I guess, but oh, well. So the big news coming at it today is that Bryce Harper may never have to hit another baseball in his life. I don't think he does. I think it's all guaranteed money. Yeah, it's all guaranteed. Yeah, that cat could get shot tomorrow and never play again. He's got $330 million in the bank. That's insane. For 13 so, years, too. It's a, 13 it's years. so ridiculous. Like, the, the average annual value of that is like $25 million and change a year, which I actually think is an incredibly fair... AV for him uh, with the production he's put up. He hasn't been the most consistent ball player. I love watching him, but he's not like he's not Mr. Consistent. You don't really, really know what you're going to get out of him every year. Um, he might be an MVP or he might hit like I think he hit like 240 last year. I don't have it up in front of me, but he didn't have a great statistical season overall last year. Um, so 25 a year, I think, is fair for what the total body of work is probably going to look like by the end of the contract. But the fact that it's 13 years, no opt-outs on either side. No uh, trade clause. No trade clause. Like, the guy is a Philadelphia Philly for the next 13 for years. One. Yeah. Unless, unless things just go so poorly that he and the Phillies are just like, yeah, we got to get you the fuck out of here. And so, he's still getting money. Right. No, like, he's getting paid either way, which, like, good for him. Like, it's been a struggle for Major League Baseball players. It seems like it had been a struggle for Major League Baseball players to get paid, but this this week has been – I'd say this last week has been insane, insane the money that we've seen handed out to ball players. Um, but good yeah, for Harper. I, mean, I, I understand why he wasn't signed if he was looking for fucking 13 years. I don't know if he was. I saw a report today on, on uh, Twitter. I don't remember who put it out, but it was – it was, there was a blue check mark next to it. I think it might have been Joel Sherman who said Harper had um, Bor- Scott Boris claimed that Harper had offers for like 45 a year, but it was short term. And mm-hmm. that's like, that's insane. I mean, the fact that a team was willing to offer him $45 million a year, uh, even if it was like for three, four, five years. That's just stupid money for him to be able to to turn down just for the fact that it wasn't for 13 years. Yeah, I mean, 13 years is fucking stunning. I'm never a fan of a long-term deal like that. Um, Most of my experience with it comes from hockey, where you see guys like Rick DiPietro signed in for 15 years. Right. And then be absolute shit for most of it. Yeah. Uh, The league came in and blocked Kovalchuk's contract for 17 years like it's absurd because what what ends up happening is he's gonna be fucking 35 I don't know if he's worth 25 million when he's 35 um yeah that goes till he's 38 contract goes to his 39 I thought because he's 26 right now yeah 39 years old 
All I don't know. I'm 100% sure I'm going to be dead by the time Bryce Harper's contract is over. You and me both. He does play the game incredibly violently, though. Like, when he's when he's out there, I mean... Yeah, he's, he's not just... Head first. He's not coming out publicly and saying that he doesn't try. Yeah, no, he's head first into the bag. Um, he has a violent swing. I mean, everything about him is very... It's It's a show, and that's why he has such a huge following that's why i like him i mean that's why i'm okay like if he's gonna hit 250 like it's gonna be the most entertaining 250 you'll see in major league baseball um i was secretly i was really hoping he'd go to la um because i thought that would set in motion this this massive chain of events because if la had gotten him then they would have had they would have probably wanted to maybe clear some clear some other payroll or they would have had they would have had too many outfielders too many guys that can play so they would have had to trade somebody um, I thought it could have really sent the league into just like a frenzy of deals. Um, so I was hoping he'd go to L.A. for just massive cash uh, annually. Um, but he chose the 13. He chose the 13 to sign up the Phillies. And, I mean, good for him. Guy got paid. Um, every, there's a lot of people that are very, very high on the Phillies all of a sudden. For I mean, fair enough reason. They got Rio Muto. They got McCutcheon. They got Harper. They signed David Robertson. They got Segura. Um, I'm missing someone that I'm sure someone's going to yell at me about. Um, but I, I, I'm just going to – I need to see it before I buy in. I'm the same way. I'm they're the same they're way. on the radar. I think that they're, they're definitely they're, – I mean, I wouldn't surprise me if they're a wild card team, but that starting rotation is still – it's tough to look at after Aaron Nola. I know they have Jake Arrieta. Um, but he's he not had, the same. He's not the same. He had a 396 last year. 3.96 ERA last year. That's not Jake Arrieta. I mean, that's in the National League too. If you want to be elite in the National League, to me, like you got to have, like you got to be below three. Um, it's just, it's just an easier league to pitch in. It just is. Um, so, but Phillies are Phillies got better today. You can't deny it. I know a lot of people think Harper's overrated, which is, you know, it's fine. Um, but you can't deny that he's fun to watch. He's a fun guy to talk about. And uh, I'm kind of sad that it's over because it's been. Like, I wanted him to sign, but I was, I was really hoping that there'd be, like, it'd be a short-term deal um, because that would have meant we could have done this again sometime soon. But uh, 13 years, he's locked up. He's not going to hit the market again unless he just flat-out gets released, which means he's going to suck if he gets released. Uh, so I don't want to see that anyway. So Harper to the Phillies, 13 years, $330 million. He sets a new benchmark for uh, guaranteed cash and a contract. So, yeah, he is, that's, that's, that's huge. He is the man. And I think, I, I mean, I know, like, it's, it's a long time for the Phillies to be committed to a player. But with the AAV being 25, like, it wouldn't surprise me if, like, he's going to be worth more than that some years during this contract. And probably by the end of it, he'll be worth a little bit less. But assuming, like, I'd assume that they're going to raise, you know, where the luxury tax is at by the end of that contract. Um especially with the possible work stoppage coming up. So uh, I think that this is going to end up working out for both sides uh, during this deal. And I also don't think he finishes this deal in Philadelphia. Uh, there's just no way that it's going to stay, like everything's going to stay perfect for the whole 13 years. That's just such a ridiculously long time to be in that city. I mean, it's not like Sandy. Like San Diego, I can see... Machado finishing his contract in San Diego, just like, who's going to give a fuck if, like, he just starts sucking? Like, the team will because they'll have $30 million wrapped up. But, like, he's not going to hear it from the San Diego Padre faithful 
there's three guys in the stands every night as of right now. Um, if that team continues to suck, he'll just collect his cash and, you know, be cool with it. So hear me out. We moved the Padres to LA. That's really not a play I want either. Cause LA fans kind of suck. I mean, game 163 last year for the Dodgers, they're playing the Rockies for the division and the stadium was like half empty. So fuck LA fans. They don't give a shit, buddy. There is clear precedent that being the second team in LA is a lucrative business. Oh, yeah. Well, they'd be the third team. Did you forget of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim? Oh, buddy. I, d- I honestly do. Cause yeah, I know. Real, what's, what's really memorable about that team? The best player in Major League, Major League Baseball history, Mike Trout. That in the, uh, the Japanese phenom. And I showed Shohei him. Otani. Yeah, the, the kid. Like, yeah. It's honestly impressive how little I care about the Angels because they're really bad. Do you know what? They are tough to care about, though. I mean, their own fans don't even show up to watch Mike Trout play. So, but, like, it's tough. Like, Fuck I don't want to go off on the Angels, but they're just this group of – they're a team that doesn't seem to care that they have the best player in baseball. They really don't look like they're trying to field a team that's going to go out and – going to go out and win. Um, but, oh, well. Before we leave baseball, you want to talk a little bit about Arenado? I do, because um, I think that Nolan Arenado got paid what he's worth only if he's with the Colorado Rockies. Uh, and I say that, and I love Nolan Arenado. Arenado is another guy I love to watch. Uh, I think he's, he plays the game. I think he plays the game the right way. He's a human highlight reel. His end-of-the-year slash line is always going to be impressive. Um, He's a perennial all-star. He's just the guy that looks like he enjoys being the guy on that team, and that's awesome. Uh, he got paid as well. I think his AAV is like 32 and a half. Uh, but I think that he's only worth what he's getting paid if he's in Colorado. Um, he finished last season with a 5.6 wins above replacement ranking, which isn't bad. That's an all-star player. I mean, he is an all-star. Um, but I think the reason for that is he is a human highlight reel. He has a lot of people that love him, just like me. I love the guy. I love the player. I love watching this, this guy do his thing every day. Um, but his bat away from home is a different bat. Um, I don't think he's worth the cash that he's getting paid if he's on maybe any other team other than like a team with a favorable ballpark like uh, Cincinnati or uh, the Yankees or even Fenway with the Red Sox. Um, Because that bat away from home, his OPS, uh, if you have a minimum of 150 plate appearances, he ranked tied for 120th in OPS last year. Um, This is a guy that most people would put in the top 10 uh, in baseball, which I think, you, you know, I think that's, for a full season of work, I think that's probably a fair-ish ranking. Um, but that OPS away from home is something that I think would scare a lot of teams, or it should scare a lot of teams away from him if he was to hit the market. He's not going to. Uh, but uh, I think that that contract is what he's worth in Colorado only. Um, so I'm glad he got paid. That's another guy that I don't really want to see in a different uniform. Um, but he's not worth... 32 and a half, I think, to most other teams. I think he's an all-star. I think, like, I think his OPS was, like, 772, I think, last year, away from Coors Field. 
Uh, you see a lot of guys in that stadium take drops when they go to other ballparks. It's common. That doesn't diminish the fact that they're a great ball player. It's just I think that his value would be less on a different – I think he would – that slash line would drop, um, I wouldn't say significantly, but enough to a point where he's not a guaranteed all-star every year to wherever, you know, wherever else he would have been. So he, uh, he gets to take that OPS and he gets to boost those numbers in Cora's and stay, stay the guy that um, – uh, we've all come to expect. So good for Arenado. He sets the benchmark for, you know, AAV with third baseman and and franchise ball players. So um, good for him. All right. Well, to, to shift away from baseball a little bit, there's uh, some news. It's kind of old now, but it's very near and dear to me. And I think you know where I'm going here. I might. It's that both McDonald's and Burger King now have chicken tenders. Oh, shit. Very important. Um, I had both of them in the last two days because I hate cooking. This I know. Uh, my official review? Yeah. Burger King's better. You know what? I would believe it. And that's, that's a general review for me. Mm-hmm. Take that hot tank to the bank. Burger King, better than McDonald's. But the chicken tenders are crispier. You know, McDonald's is a little too chewy. But McDonald's got the better dipping sauces. Yeah, for sure. But definitely better with nugs than than tenders if you're at if you're at McDonald's. So, the official pregame beer ranking of chicken tenders at fast food restaurants is Burger King one, McDonald's three, nothing at two. There you go. They were just disappointing. That's that's something. I could believe that though, because I feel like Burger King gets kind of like shit on. Like people forget about Burger King, but there's a lot of solid solid meals in that Burger King lineup. Burger King gets Nickelback treatment. They do. You use that a lot. Oh, yeah. A lot of things get Nickelback treatment in your world. I, it's, it's the official... But it's a fair gauge. I'm not... Get unfairly shit on on the internet for no reason. Yeah, no, I think it's a fair gauge. So... But you know what I did the other night? McDonald's has this two-for-one... Or it's like buy a Big Mac and get another one for a penny... So I was like, I should get someone so I can share this deal with them. Like, I'll have you a big, both of them. Didn't I you? ate both of them. Yeah, I couldn't find that's anyone that wanted to take advantage of the deal, so I just ate two Big Macs. And I no, that's absolutely the play. I fucking regretted it. That I like, I didn't eat anything the next day. Like, I was full for forty eight hours. It was insane. You know who's been eating his Big Macs? The uh, tell me, Kyler fucking Murray. Kyler Murray. He mm. came in and weighed 207 pounds today. That's a lot for a guy that's five foot ten and one eighth of an inch. That is. The more important thing being that he was five foot ten and one eighth of an inch. I saw a lot of Russell Wilson comps, and I don't know if you want to use an outlier as the general rule. It's what you see a lot with people who are like Take a quarterback in the fifth or sixth round and just develop him. It's like that doesn't work like almost ever. Like it's very rare where you find well, the guy. Kyler Murray is, is not a fourth round. He's talent. no, he's gonna be the first. He's probably he might be the he's probably gonna be the first quarterback taken in the draft. But he I, absolutely should be. I'm not a I hate Dwayne Haskins. Fuck that guy. I don't know if I want my franchise quarterback to be five foot ten, though. That's all I'm saying. Just, I have no problem with it. I think we've seen shorter and shorter quarterbacks succeed. And uh, when's the last time you saw a guy who had all the accuracy in the world, all the arm talent in the world, but was just short and was bad? 
Um, Johnny Manziel. <laughs> well, Johnny Manziel's real problem, and we'll get to that in a minute, is that he was a crack addict. Yes. But Kyler Murray, as far as we know, doesn't do that. Yeah, I mean, zero confirmed reports of Kyler Murray being a crack addict, so he's got that going for him. Yep, he's a great, uh, great kid. I love this time of year, though, because combine measurements mean absolutely nothing, but they're also the gospel truth for a lot of people. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you like, have, like, a combine feed at, your, at work? Oh, yeah. Oh, you, yeah. So you're, oh, yeah. I'm so all you're... in on Ian Rappaport. You know, you got the Adam Scheffner. Yeah. Ed Warner. All, all the must-follows. Yeah, I figured right. you would be. Kyler Murray apparently has bigger hands than Baker Mayfield, though. There you go. But I, and I fired off this tweet earlier. The only measurement I need taken at the Combine for my quarterback is dick size. It's true. It's won the entire city of Philadelphia championship. It's true. Yeah. No, I agree. You want to know how big that hog is. I'm just saying, like, if Kyler Murray has a third leg and can take Viagra and pull both over the line in the end zone, that's going to win you some games. You also got to know if guys are going to want to shower with him. Cause, like, if that's you, true. If it's you, a locker room guy. If you got a guy that's just going to, like, just everyone's going to be like, God damn, you know, you got to know that shit, you know? If your quarterback walks in and everyone's laughing at him, you can't have that. He needs no, to he does, he's, not gonna, he's not going to command a huddle if everyone's like, got a small dick. Like, nope. No, it's not, not going to happen. Not going to work. I also think we should uh, measure the balls by weight. Okay. We need you need a leader if, with big old balls. What if guys like cheat and just don't jerk off for a while? I don't know if that's how ball weight works, but I would imagine that might have something to do with it, buddy. Like, you, what if you can't fake ball weight? What if a guy just goes in without like? What if he's like combines coming up and he t- just takes the whole month off, just blue balls the shit out of himself? That's smart, but he's gonna have some wet dreams in there. You can't stop it. You think you think he just you think he goes like twelve year old style and just blows a load in his pants at night? Uh, I mean, an entire month you got it. Wow, that would be something. I almost I'm right at you, Will Greer. <laughs> I almost want to see what would happen, but I I, I also don't. Well, they're not going to televise that. Part. That's true. I think we got to start measuring. It's yeah. No, you're right. I would love like the Adam Schefter like like ESPN segment where he's going through ball size and ball weight and dick size. Kyler Murray measured a three and a half inch flaccid dick. You have to <laughs> specify flaccid, of course. Right. Uh, <laughs> and his balls weighed point three pounds. I can just see ESPN too, like having like a female like sportscaster there too. So it's like you know, it's di- oh, diverse and shit. Yeah, no, she's like just there and she's nodding her head. She's like very all right, good stuff there from Adam Schefter. Yeah, it'll be rough. That would be something. We'll get the article on ESPNW for that one. Yeah, no, well that's where I think where it belongs. You know, you want to make you don't want to discriminate. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks available this year. Nick Foles ain't getting franchised. Good for him. He's getting the fuck out of there, maybe. Maybe. I I've got a take on Nick Foles. And yeah, he's got a fucking hog. Uh-huh. And yes, he has first-round dick talent. Uh-huh. He is not a good quarterback. You're saying he's a system quarterback. 
I'm telling you right now, uh-huh. he is Joe Flacco. I feel like a lot of fan bases would be okay with that. Like, there's a lot of sh- They wouldn't be, Curran. Do you know how much shit the Broncos got for trading for Joe Flacco? You're saying he's current day Joe Flacco. I'm going to read you off uh, Nick Foles' career stats. Do right? it. Do it. You won't. 59% win, win percentage. Okay. Joe Flacco, 58.5. Well, round it up. 59. So, they're the same. Yep. Completion percentage, uh-huh. Nick Foles, 61.6. Okay. Joe Flacco, 61.7. Wow. Jesus Christ. Touchdown percentage, uh-huh. Nick Foles is 4.3%. Joe Flacco's 3.7. So it's a slightly there, but not much. And then interception percentage is 21 to 2.3. Jesus. And that includes the season where Nick Foles threw two interceptions all year. Yeah, I still remember that So he's just been shit after that. He turns the ball over a lot. That's crazy. Like, yeah, he he won a Super Bowl MVP, but the strength of that Eagles team was the defense. And everyone screamed that, oh, you shouldn't play Joe Flacco. He played with that defense. Like, what am I missing here, Karen? Um, one beat Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. The other one beat Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, but one beat Tom Brady in the AFC Championship game and should have done it in back-to-back years. Fuck you, Lee Evans. All right, that's fair. People don't remember AFC Championship games, though. They don't remember championship games. They remember Super Bowls. I think that honestly is probably... People do. New England doesn't. Anyway, instead of shitting on my fan base... Of of quarterbacks with at least two playoff appearances against Tom Brady? Yeah. Joe Flacco's the only one without a losing record. (laughs) Two and two, bitches. There you go. That's cute. Even Mark Sanchez? Wait, no, you said at least two. Yeah, Mark Sanchez only got the one. Yeah, you got the one and oh. People forget uh, playoff Flacco is, is all pro. Yeah, no, I mean, that's the guy I didn't want to face. I was fucking terrified you were going to put him in. But stuck with Lamar. Yeah, I mean, we could have beat we could have beat uh, the Chargers and then beat beat the Pats, and uh, Tom Brady would have retired, and you would have been bringing in a new quarterback. Yeah, Will Greer. Will Greer or Johnny Football, because he's now available. It's true. He got kicked out of he the got, league. Banned from Canada. I don't know how you do that. The most polite country in the world fucking said, get out. And they're like, we don't want you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So sucks. for those who missed it, the Montreal Alouettes released Johnny Football per mandate from the league, and no other CFL team is allowed to offer him a contract. Which is just beautiful. That's the most Johnny Football thing I've ever heard. I want to know what he did. He clearly snorted cocaine off of a stripper's booty hole and got caught doing it. You said you're. I know. I just want to. I you want the report? It. Yeah. You want the video? Oh yeah. Yeah. No. No. You. You've told me about these amazing strip clubs in Canada, so I've, I'm just assuming it has something to do with a stripper, um, and possibly with braces. Possibly with braces. And uh, I, I'd assume that the guy has had an issue with uh, drug use. I'd assume it has something to do with that, too. 
So I'm going to talk directly to Johnny Football here. I'm sure he's listening. I'm sure everyone's listening. Johnny, don't be going to the cheap-ass strip clubs that allow the the cell phone paparazzi brigade to come after you. You got to go to a classy joint. Shea Parade in Montreal is the place to go. Last time I was there, there wasn't a single stripper with braces, and I saw so many buttholes. They'll let you do anything in the back. It's fine. Are you done? You done? Okay. Just, just, yeah, just done, editing. Done. Sure. I didn't want to cut you off there in that inspiring monologue. Johnny and I are boys. We we talk about butt. Dude, I would probably hang out with Johnny Manziel, but I don't think he's a guy that I'd want to tell my parents I hung out with. You know. I think oh, he's like that friend that you have, but you don't really want people to know. They're like, like you gotta like get caught out with them. They're like, you know this guy, and you're like, oh yeah, like we hang out probably too much. Uh, it's fine. Little interesting tidbit for you though. What do you got? If Johnny Football mm-hmm. was to go to the AAF, he would be exclusive property of the San Antonio Commanders because the AAF operates regionally, mm-hmm. and Texas A and M is one of their schools. The San Antonio Commanders happen to have benched starting quarterback Logan Woodside during their game. Oh, match. wow. So they could be looking for an upgrade. They could be looking for a coked-up upgrade. It's pretty good. Johnny Manziel was very good when he was wearing maroon while playing in Texas. I remember those days. I remember falling in love with him uh, in his bowl game against Duke when he, like, hopped over, like, a defensive lineman and then threw a touchdown pass. And I was like, well... That is officially the sexiest football play I've seen in quite some time. So, I just need more Johnny in the news, man. I just need more Johnny on TV. I just want to watch him play like football well again. Like I just want him to be good. I I need a I need him back in the NFL, and I need a game with him going up against Baker. Oh, that would be something. The amount of dick grabbing that going. Oh yeah, no, that would be like for sure. Like each quarterback could go like. 11 for 32 with four picks. And at the end of the game, they're both exchanging jerseys. But it'd be the most electric 11 for 32 with four picks we've ever seen. I, I, I don't think Baker would go 11 for 32. I think Baker's playing some real good. I'm players. saying they could. I'm saying like, I'm they saying could. like, what would happen? Oh, it'd be an absolute electric factory. I, I honestly think they might just stop passing it and just try to outrush That would be other. hilarious. Yeah. No, I'm all in on that. It's a uh, well, well, we'll wait and see. I'm hoping, I'm hoping he at least gets to the AAF because then he can just sign a contract in the NFL and, and go from yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, but we got a long time until we're we're back in the NFL. Yeah, fortunately, I needed a break. I, I got four. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Because now we're stuck talking in. Well, fuck the NBA. I don't. Fuck the NBA. Care. LeBron's been a little bitch to all his little bitch friends in LA, yep. I guess. That's... Uh, the Celtics suck, I guess, but I don't, I don't really give a care. shit right now. Tell, talk to me in April about it. The only, it's not a big deal. The only important story coming out of the NBA Tell this me week about it. was that some, some player from Brooklyn, Caris Levert, scored zero points on his own bobblehead. Mm. That is the best NBA headline I've heard in some time. That's so embarrassing. That, can you imagine? So it's your bobblehead night. Like 
people have got your body and your oversized head in their hands and like that that you you hold a bobblehead kind of the same way you hold your dick and like they're holding you like their dick the entire night and then you score zero points that's terrible they shake it like it's their dick too like it's pretty crazy Chris Levert was averaging 15.2 points per game, and he scored How do you zero. do that? How many minutes did he play? Do you know? Can you see? Wow. wow. He must have had a terrible plus minus. God, he must have sucked. Went 0 for 5. I only shot 5. He must have just not been feeling at all. Like he, just, he was coming off injury. Oh, so he's just getting back in the swing of things. But, was injury like upper body, like shoulder or hand? Like, would it have affected that? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, lower Interesting. Body. Huh. Well, maybe he's just uh, not that good. He does play for the Nets. So, but I guess they're okay this year. Yeah. I mean, there there are two yep. things here. But first of all, how bad is Brooklyn that this guy is getting getting a bobblehead? Mm-hmm. True. Can't nope. be great. Second off, what's What's the worst possible thing that could happen on your bobblehead night? My bobblehead night, personally? What sport yeah. am I playing? Uh, let's keep it consistent. Go okay, I'm playing basketball. It's my bobblehead night. Huh. Not scoring any points is really bad. Um, gosh, how bad? How much worse does it get other than like if you get injured? The, yeah, that's the thing. The only thing I think that would... Possibly be worse is if Draymond Green kicks you in the nuts and knocks. You I don't out even think. I don't even think like like that. Like that's almost funny. Like the no points thing is pathetic. Yeah, especially if you're like decent. Like he's averaging 15 a game, so like he's not a he's not bad. I guess I don't know the basketballs that well. Like for sure, it's my fourth sport um, on my list of sports. You know. But I know 15 isn't terrible. In fact, it's even decent. So I can't imagine, like, short of injury, like, there's not a whole lot that could go wrong other than not scoring any points. What if you got pantsed? Would that be worse? Um, I've been pantsed before. Fun fact about me, I got completely pantsed at a... Uh, at one of my first college baseball practices. And um, I just stood there and, like, took it like a man. Like, I just, just was like, well, my dick's out. So, not a whole lot I can do about it now. And it was, like, right during, like, when the coach was talking to us. Like, he had us all in a circle. And one of the, like, upperclassmen came up and pantsed me. And I was just like, hmm, well, that's my dick. And... Oh. Yeah, so I maybe we realized why you didn't play much. Yeah, well, he saw my incredibly small micro penis and was like, "This guy clearly is not gonna, he's not gonna be able to hold his own in the batter's box." So we don't. And you know what? He's probably right to do so. That's good drafting yep. right there. Yep. 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 No, I was awful. So the last thing you want to do is throw me out there. With my final thing on the subject is, fuck this guy for his first name. It's C-A-R-I-S. Caris. Just be Chris. Yeah, why do parents do that? Like, why would you name... It's like that, that 
that Jesse Smollett guy. Like, why would you name your kid Jesse? Like, just name him Jesse. I don't know. I don't know, man. People, people just, they just can't name their kids normal names. Coming from the guy whose name is Kern. Yeah, you're the official book of Islam, so. Different. Wow. Different, different spelling. Thank you. Well, the listeners. The Irish spelling. Thank you. Oh, well. Go chug some whiskey. I plan on doing so once I'm done talking to you. Ha! Joke's on you. I already did. Oh, lucky you. I'm through my third bottle of Jameson this week. Are you going to have some for when I come see you on Saturday? Uh, I'll get some Nice. More. Sweet. Watch Rick and Morty. And... I've, been, I've been crushing this. I don't game. blame you. It's fucking good shit. Um, did you see the Bruins game uh, two nights ago against the Sharks? Yeah, I've watched every Bruins game the last, like, three weeks. I've been, I've been on a roll. This is the first night I haven't watched the, the watch the game. It's probably the best game to have watched the last three weeks, but whatever. Did you see Evander Kane get a space yeah. beat in by Zinchara? Yeah, well, what's funny is, like, I saw the Sharks. They posted, like, we may be losing the game, but we aren't losing the fights. And it showed Evander Kane, like, grabbing Chara when Chara wasn't. Jumping yeah, he Chara. jumped him and threw him to the ice. Then Chara got up and beat the shit out of him. And I'm like, you didn't win that fight, like. First of all, the only advantage Evander Kane had was when Charo wasn't trying to kill him. And then once Charo was like, oh, so you want to die, Evander Kane was, he was, you got the shit beat out of him. Like, Charo's Slovakian, not Transylvanian, but close. Uh, I feel like it's in the same area of Europe, but whatever. Uh, but Evander Kane then went on Twitter after the game and posted a gif of three blind mice. Probably directed towards the refs. Yeah, well, he was pissed because Chara, like, put his shoulder into his face or something, right? Yeah, yeah, which, like, I feel like Chara puts his shoulder into a lot of people's faces semi by accident because he's, you know, 15 feet tall. So his shoulder happens to be where other people's faces are. But, I mean, I can be, I can see where he'd be annoyed that, you know, didn't get the call, but. I've got a take. Let's hear it. Evander Kane is a little bitch, and I I, I think it's great for the So what's hockey. funny is Jack Edwards was like, um, if you want to see what Evander Kane can do with his hands, he's like, go watch him versus Matt Cook on YouTube. Oh, yeah. One yeah, so I was like, fair enough. You've convinced me. So I went and watched it, and that was insane, what that man can do with his hands. Plus, I fucking hate Matt Cook, so I was – Thrilled. R.I.P. Savard. Yeah, R.I.P. Savard. R.I.P. A lot of players, honestly. Yeah, like, that was nasty what that man did. But Evander Kane talks a lot of smack, but he can back it up. You know, he had that Twitter fight with uh, Miller a couple years yeah. ago. Might have been. No, I year. like Evander Kane. But I kind of want to see more hockey players airing shit out. You know, kind of want more. Drama you want like league. NBA. Twitter. Not no, NBA. just NBA Twitter. I don't, I don't want you want NBA, NBA Twitter on... I do not need NBA you, Twitter. All right. I'm, the nice middle ground. Give me some uh, NFL Twitter. Okay. I guess that's fair. I want players to be able to speak their mind. I don't want players fucking diddling themselves and recording. Well, what's funny is, like, 
during the What's season. What's funny is, like, in hockey, too, like, if you have a grievance with someone, you can just literally take it out on them. Like, you can just drop the gloves. Yeah. So, it's like, I think it's a really healthy thing. Like, if you really are that confident in what you're saying, like, yeah, I'll drop the gloves. You don't give a fuck. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's good. It's like it's like a more efficient way of doing it than baseball does it. Like, baseball, you have to, like, have someone throw at your head or just hit you in the ass with a 98-mile-an-hour fastball. And then you got to, like, like, you might not even be fighting the guy that you're beefing with. Yeah, you're fighting his Pit- fifth teammate off the yeah. bench. Yeah, like, you, it, baseball brawls are a mess. Hockey's just so, like, contained. It's like, all right, who's got beef with who? And then they just take it out. It's fucking great. Buddy, you should watch a men's league game. It's fucking hilarious. I, I'm about to be playing men's league baseball pretty soon here, so I'm going to pass on... Oh. Watching men's league hockey. Oh, it's a shit it's, show. I love dude, old men trying to fight. Old men trying to be athletic is a fucking shit show. It's hilarious. I feel bad for <laughs> that. I feel of the bad year. for like being remotely athletic. I'm like, I, it's like, I'm in a weird stage. Where, like, I'm not athletic to compete with people who are in shape at my own age, but I'm too young and also athletic enough where I can just destroy like the guys that I play with now. So it's a, it's an awkward situation, but humble brag about me being more athletic than a 48 year old. So fuck that. So what, what was the best comedy movie from last year? Uh, That's a great question. Uh, what came out last year? Do you have like a list? I don't. Fuck it, though, because I'd rather just watch old men try to be... Oh, yeah, okay. Like, if that's where you're going with that, then yeah, for sure. Yep. I've laughed so many times playing playing men's league that it's insane. I'll just be out and... Like, I'll laugh at my own teammates or at other people. Like, the amount of times I'll just I'll just keel over laughing is... Yeah, I agree. I like to fuck with them, too, because I talk shit about myself. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll be like, "You guys fucking suck." I'm like, "Yeah, dude, we're 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 the fucking worst team in the yeah. league." Fuck it. Yeah, if you're talking trash in men's league, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on with that. I, I'll, I'll get in the dot and get to the hey, man, Garrett. I'll put five bucks down. You win this face off. You pussy. <laughs> you do it. You won't, coward. They're just very unfazed. Yeah. Well, they're, no, they're very phased. They they just don't yeah. know what to do. I actually won that face off. I was pissed. Like fuck. No, I owe myself five dollars. That's funny. You know what did come out? I think it was last year. Yeah, last year was uh, Avengers: Infinity War. So, I know this is probably super old news, but I, for the first time in my life, uh, two nights ago, watched Thor: Ragnarok, and I had a I had a good time with it. I knew. That Avengers, I watched Avengers Infinity War first. I watched it in theaters because, like, I got, uh, I, I'm not great with the Marvel movies. Like, I haven't seen all of them still, but, like, I'm up to speed, kind of, sort of. Like, I've seen, like, the last three or four Avengers films, whatever number we're on right now. Um, so I knew that Avengers Infinity War took place, like, directly after Thor Ragnarok. So I was watching Thor Ragnarok, like, kind of expecting some sort of transition or something like that. And what I got was I realized that Thor Ragnarok, because of the beginning of Avengers Infinity War, is fucking pointless. Like, he's, he, yeah. saves, he saves all the, um, 
his entire race of people and like the entire the entire point of him saving them was like like his his planet gets destroyed asgard gets asgard however the fuck you say it gets destroyed and like the vision from his father was like it's not you know like the planet isn't home it's wherever the we are like the people so he's like oh okay so he goes on this big old quest to like save his save his people and he puts them all in the starship and they're heading towards they're headed for earth at the end of thor he's defeated his sister or whatever who was you know off on some weird like evil person tangent whatever um and what ends up happening is at the beginning of avengers infinity war you have all those people that he saved from his tyrannical sister they all end up dead so like yeah. he like him saving them saving i have in is my you know with in quotation marks actually fucking killed them so he would have been better off just leaving them with his super tyrannical sister um then then putting them all on that ship and having them all get fucking murked. So, and I didn't see, like I went on YouTube after I watched Ragnarok and I was like, I'm sure someone has had to have talked about this. And one guy talked about it and he had like 300 views on the video. Like Marvel got a total pass for making like a two hour film completely irrelevant. And it kind of pissed me off because they get passes on a lot of things in my opinion. I'm kind of sick of it. Uh, that's my go off king go off no i'm no i don't it's fucking old news like i i'm not going to go go off completely but it's fucking stupid that you make one movie the movie that you made after that movie like directly after that movie was like 3 months right it it deemed the entire 2 hours essentially irrelevant they would have been the people would have been better off if if Thor had just gone, like, if he had just stayed on the original planet and just fucked people up for two hours. Like, him saving his people I, did absolutely nothing. I got bad news. What did you got? I don't think you realize what Endgame is going to be. It's hopefully the last fucking one. Wait, well, is Spider-Man coming out after Endgame? Yeah, after. it's got to. And Spider-Man is set after Endgame. So we already know that almost everyone's coming back. Right. Anyway. Also, where's this cat? So maybe he shows up in Endgame. Maybe I'm jumping the gun. But this cat that shows up in Spider-Man, that, that guy with the wings, like he's clearly a, a superhero. He shows up in that trailer and like he's just been vacant for like the last 20 movies or whatever. Like he decides then to show up. Like what the fuck? Where's he been? Thanos just attacked. What the? Where have you? Where have you been, Geyer? Like shit already hit the fan. The worst thing that could have happened already happened. Like where the fuck have you been? Hey man, he was probably just lost trying to find Wakanda because it's a secret nation. Uh, I feel like Wakanda's like need to know basis. Like if you know or if you know about it, you know where it is. I don't know. I don't know. Well, that was sounded kind of nerdy. Just kind of like di- trying to dive into like fictional characters' mindsets. But no, I mean it, it's it's hot in the street these days. So I know it's like in to do shit like that. I also watched a less than recent movie. Recently, uh-huh. I watched that Borg versus McEnroe movie. What is that? Star Dial of Buff. Okay. Play some tennis. Okay. And it was also fucking pointless. Oh, nice. Because they build up all this tension. 
in the rivalry between the uh-huh. two of them. And then they just kind of play the game and Borg wins and then they become friends. It's like, what the fuck? Well, that doesn't... Ex- it was a very anticlimactic You hate movie. to see stuff like that. I give it two and a half stars. On oh, wow. Movie. There you go. I don't know if that's how that works, but... I, I rate my movies on you. There you go. You know, you should you should do it on Rotten Tomatoes. They have an app for it. I, mean, I, think, yeah. I don't want Rotten Tomatoes, Karen. I want fresh tomatoes. Uh, I don't even like tomatoes, actually. You are so ready to be a dad. Your humor is just peak dad mode. Buddy, whatever woman makes the mistake of letting me come inside of her <laughs> is in for a Mm. Well, that seems like the perfect place, Dad, but... Yeah. <laughs> so, I got, I got yeah, that stuck I'm, in my head all night now. I'm Todd Serbent. This is Curran Quinlan, and uh, don't let me come inside of you. See ya. Wow. All right.